evening, everyone. Um, slightly different topic tonight. Um, something I've been meaning to talk about for some time. Um, that's about um, global warming and Zen practice. And uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't need to inform anyone here, I'm sure, that um, it's more and more in the news and the papers media these days about um, the best that science can tell us um, is that uh, global warming um, is having or going to have or is beginning to have a huge impact on um, life, our life as human beings, but life of all life on planet Earth into the future and um, uh, that we have maybe a, a 10 year window in which where there may be some possibility of turning it around. And uh, it's uh, someone seems kind of uh, to be almost having your head in the sand to be doing a Zen practice and never talk about it. Um, and if we take seriously, do you know, our understanding of Zen practice that we wake up from a self-centered dream and as we grow and mature um, we understand and we actually not just intellectually but we experience what what interbeing is you know that our, our sense of identity gets larger and larger to include everything everything is us and we are everything um, so it's a very um, ecological way of looking at the world I don't know what the answers are, but I've, I feel just a need that we actually talk about it because it's the elephant in the room um, and it's something that, are, that affects all of us. Um, my guiding principles in talking about it uh, are taken from the um, Zen Peacemaker Fellowship, which um, began in, in the US, um, and that is the principles of it are not knowing bearing witness, compassionate action, and to, and to come from that place. But as a, the, the main thing I want to talk about tonight, um, uh, what people as individuals, you know, do about it or not do about it is, is up to you. But I really want to focus on some of the principles of Zen and Buddhism and the capacity that human beings have for denial and look at that. Um, I'm sure someone else has used this analogy before, but you can imagine what what's happening with global warming and the earth is kind of like someone who um, has been smoking all of their life. And in a sense, in our in our human world since the Industrial Revolution where all the all this took off with carbon going into the atmosphere. It's kind of like someone who's been smoking, you know, for quite some time since their, their teenage years. And it hasn't really affected their health very much as they've gone through their 20s and 30s and 40s. And they still get on okay, so I don't think there's a problem with it. And then by their 50s, um, they start to get symptoms of various things going wrong and they go to a doctor and the doctor diagnoses that they've got cancer you know, and uh, 
their lifespan is going to be dramatically shortened unless they do something about it. And, uh, and the doctors say to that patient, well, we can't guarantee that if you did the treatment um, that there would be a success so you would be cured, but we think there's maybe, say, a 50% chance that you could do it, so it's worth a try. And, um, and that's kind of like the dilemma that we're all in. It's like that patient with cancer, only it's the whole world and the whole world moving towards the, metaphorically that of equivalent of cancer where it takes off and there's a tipping point by which it doesn't, it can't return. That's the dilemma that we're facing where the world heats up more and more and more and results in death. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, not just death of a person, but um, potentially somewhere in the future, the death of life on Earth. So it's quite a serious matter, you know, when we live in this precarious time where we're in this window uh, where something could possibly be done. And we've been aware of global warming for about um, 20 years, um, but it seems like everyone's just sleepwalking into the future as though everything's okay, sun comes up in the morning. And, uh, but we are, we're kind of sleepwalking into the future. And it's like if we go back to that analogy of the patient who's been smoking all his life, he's been told he's got cancer and he doesn't give up smoking, just keeps on smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the sense of denial is just so strong that he just keeps doing what he's doing. And it's kind of like where we're going as a, as a human race. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I find in the way that it's um, uh, talked about through the media often um, is that different groups are then pointing the finger at other groups as to who's to blame. So it, be- it becomes ends up being a blame game. So. Different cultures blame other cultures. Um, uh, different races blame other races. You know, um, it becomes a gender issue. You know, it becomes an issue between younger generation, older generation. But all of it is often like um, a self-righteous finger pointing at something where really the main game is that the place is hotting up to a point where it's dangerous. And I think one of the, the perspectives I've come from um, with Zen training is that this is kind of like the collective karma of the human race come back to bite us and us collectively. Um, and human beings have been, um, you know, from an evolutionary point of view, us have been an extremely successful species at the top of the food chain. Um, And um, not only are we an extremely successful species, we're also um, a very ruthless one and a very dangerous one. And we've been responsible collectively for destroying other forms of life so that we can live. And it's not just white industrialised cultures, even 
like Australian Aboriginal cultures, when they came here, all the megafauna, the large animals, disappeared almost suddenly. You know? And um, so everyone's an, every human being's an opportunist to, to live, you know, and to survive. And um, some cultures do more harm than others. Um, but it's kind of like we're all in this together as human beings. Um, we all have a collective karma that's coming back to bite us. Um, and what do we do about it? Um, if we think of basic Buddhist psychology that what creates suffering is grasping aversion and apathy, it seems like nearly everyone to some degree is in the apathy. It's kind of like we're just sleepwalking into the future. It's a nice sunny day, so everything's okay. Um, and we're just simply ignoring um, the dilemma that's actually being created for the future. Um, it's very pain if you really if you really stay with it and you really bear witness to it, um, it's quite um, painful, really. Um, and then you, if you wake up of that, out of that apathy and, and you don't ignore it and you don't ignore the best possible advice we can get about it from the scientific community, um, then it's, it's actually quite disturbing to live with. Um, and then where those other aspects of the causes of suffering come into place, well, one is just an apathy, a kind of ignoring of it. Um, and the other aspects that come into it is that <clears throat> all human beings, to one degree or another, are working towards short-term gain and, and, and don't have a, a long-term vision of wisdom. And also, we're all just working towards, um, you know, the next best thing that's going to benefit us individually in our life, and we've got our focus on that. And we're really not focused broadly on, on the wisdom of what actually occurs, the longer-term consequences of what we do. Um, and there's an aversion to just simply um, recognising, um, acknowledging um, the symptoms of destruction that are actually beginning to form through different weather patterns occurring. And, and, and so many species you know, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of species um, being destroyed rapidly um, as the years go on. So if we take up Zen practice seriously, we do in, in some ways actually embrace um, a very ecological way of understanding life, because that's what interbeing is. Um, and. Uh, I don't know where to go with this conversation simply but to bring it up and not ignore it um, and to challenge all of us not to ignore it. Um, what we do individually um, or what we do collectively, I don't know. Um, but I just feel it's so important that um, it needs to be aired. <coughs>